0: Hey everyone, Gil Gross here, and it is time for a preview of the 2021 Australian Open Final between Novak Djokovic and Daniil Medvedev. If you're new to the channel, here's how these go. I'll tell you um, how each player can win and what their path to victory is, and then at the end, I will reveal my pick. I will tell you in the three years, almost three years that I've done this, This is one of the most difficult predictions that I've ever grappled with. I've gone back and forth a couple of times just today uh, just to give you an idea of, you know, how tight I think this match can be and how interesting it promises to be. Both so much on the line for both players and a very difficult match to read. There's a lot of push and pull. There are very clear patterns that these two fall into when they play each other. But it's gone a couple of different ways. The head-to-head is four to three in favor of Novak Djokovic. But I'd say, as of late, you know, in the in the modern form of Daniil Medvedev, which is really summer of 2019 onward, uh, ever since their meeting in Cincinnati, Medvedev has actually won three of the last four here. Now, I do think that you know he he did get a less than ideal Novak in a couple of those matches. Uh, The last time they met, though, Daniil Medvedev with a straightforward 6-3, 6-3 victory in the ATP finals, and I'll get a little bit into how that match played out when I talk about how Medvedev could win this one. Um, It's also worth noting that these two have played in the Australian Open before. It was the 2019 Aussie Open, and Daniil Medvedev pushed Novak Djokovic harder than anyone in the draw, including Rafa Nadal in the final. So, you know, I I remember that was uh, quite the announcement for Medvedev because he did what Rafa Nadal couldn't even do. And uh, the the semifinal, which I'm blanking on, was also a straight set victory for Novak Djokovic. Medvedev was the guy who really pushed him physically. And again, I'm going to visit that match and talk about um, what ended up happening there, why Djokovic had a, a pretty comfortable third and fourth set victory against Medvedev in that match. This will be the second slam final for Medvedev. Djokovic, of course, is the king of Melbourne, going for his ninth Australian Open title. Um, and he's never lost in, a, in an Aussie final. He's also never lost as a one seed. Medvedev is on a 21-match win streak, and he's 11-0 and versus the top 10. That's kind of just your information dump, things that that I want to throw out there. Now, let's get to the keys to the match. Here's how uh, Djokovic wins to me. Since 2019, Novak has won countless matches with his mental strength and his ability to raise his level under pressure. And I've talked about it at length. Most tennis players get worse under pressure. They become more passive, they become more prone to errors, bad things happen, and Djokovic has absolutely crushed his competition in big points ever since Wimbledon 2019. He's won a lot of matches, not his best. He's probably won some matches where he's been outplayed for the majority of the match, but there is a mental edge here. And he's continued to be pretty much unbreakable under pressure. Meanwhile, this is a major final against Daniil Medvedev, who's never won a major final. He played really well against Nadal in 2019. He pushed that match to five sets after going down two sets to love, but a couple differences there, right? One, Medvedev was new on to the scene, shot out of a cannon. Uh, an air of in- invincibility that maybe he has now on the win streak, but I don't really think the expectations for Medvedev were anywhere near what they are right now coming into this match. A couple of years into his career, uh, and now he's he's been around the block, and he's expected to start winning these things, and I think he's probably putting much more pressure on himself to, to put in a really good effort. And you'll remember in that final against Nadal coming in, he had just lost 6-3, six, 6-love six to Rafa. So he was quite the underdog in this match. And then you, you throw in the fact that he was down two sets to love, and then he was coming back. So not only was he an underdog, he was a an underdog coming back from a huge deficit. He didn't really have to deal with the crippling nerves that can be a major final we saw with team zverev just a couple of majors ago at the u.s open that it can be a different animal and i think undoubtedly the first thing that should come to mind when it comes to novak's advantages in this match is simply an intangibles edge the fact that he the fact that he has never lost on a Sunday in Melbourne, um, you know, the, the the belief that you can draw from that, especially against a guy who has never crossed the finish line and lifted a trophy at the end of a major, that is significant. So I think everything should kind of start there. It starts with the mental game for Djokovic and he should have an edge over Medvedev in that department. Although Medvedev, especially compared to his peers, is as mentally strong as they come. In previous matches, here's how Novak has defeated Daniil Medvedev largely. There's been a couple of factors. But I think A, you know, number one is Novak has a better ability to deliver sustained aggression from the baseline, especially with his forehand. As a result, there have been times where Daniel Medvedev has been has had to do a ton of running. And on the other end, if you flip the coin, when Medvedev is looking for offense, of course he has trouble finishing against Novak Djokovic's defense and court coverage. Medvedev is is not the heavy hitter that Dominic team is. He is not quite the the offensive player that Roger Federer, Federer is or Rafael Nadal is. And these are the players who have had a chance at penetrating Djokovic's defense. And it's difficult for Daniil Medvedev to do that, of course. So if you combine the fact that Medvedev struggles to finish points quickly and the fact that Djokovic can uh, can use his forehand to move Medvedev around, there have been matches that these two have played. I think this happened in, in the Australian Open in 2019 um, in particular, where... Medvedev has run out of gas against Novak, where he has been able to dig in physically for a period of time and really push Novak for an hour, an hour and a half, maybe two hours, but then he goes away physically because he's not the one in control. He's doing all the running and ultimately he can't maintain the requisite level of intensity. Let's be honest here, uh, the first player to run out of gas here in this kind of matchup will probably lose. This is going to be physically grueling, unless, you know, maybe I'll be wrong, but I'd be very surprised if this isn't uh, as physical a match as we have seen all tournament. And Medvedev has this puzzling 1-6 record in five setters. And it's a weird dichotomy, because Daniil Medvedev can last seemingly forever in a baseline rally. So when you think endurance, you think, well, Medvedev's incredible. Medvedev can go all day. He never gets tired. And I think that's when it's important to remember there's a couple of different kinds of endurance. There's short-term endurance and there's long-term endurance. And perhaps Medvedev's long-term endurance might not be quite as good as his short-term endurance. And uh, I think that one way that, that Djokovic can win is is, you know, perhaps he can go a little bit longer than Daniil. And, you know, there's an age gap, and that's not a guarantee, but it's a possibility if Medvedev's work rate is a lot higher than Djokovic's work rate. I don't know how likely that is. I think it's going to come down more more to just, endurance and, and fitness levels rather than, than work rate. Because I think both players love to massage the ball around the court. I think they're going to work each other really, really hard. Daniil has admitted, though, that he prefers best of three because I think that he feels like he can run as much as he wants for three sets and he'll never get tired. You know, he said that. He prefers best of three because he knows that he can grind for three sets and hit, and he'll be fine. But I think in best of five... He can't do it point in and point out. He needs to force himself to generate some offense. And how uncomfortable will he be doing that? And will Djokovic be more comfortable shortening points? Likely. After the serve, and Medvedev's got a bigger serve than Djokovic and might be able to end points quicker that way. After the serve, I do think Djokovic will be more comfortable than Medvedev if they need that physical reprieve. If their legs are burning, if they are dying out there, who is going to be able to win some points in spite of that by keeping the point short. If it's going to be anyone, it will be Novak Djokovic. And I think over the long, over a, um, a course of a long match, I think it's possible that um, the old pattern can persist and Djokovic could be, may be able to outlast Medvedev if it goes five sets from an energy standpoint. Um, or Medvedev might be in better shape than he was when he suffered the majority of these five set losses. That's also possible. Um, Daniil also said he was cramping by the end of the Rublev match, which, which, I, uh, which I found interesting. And I just want to note that he's clearly in tremendous shape, Daniil Medvedev, uh, but his play style sometimes requires more running than he's able to do. Moving on to the next point, let's talk about uh, Djokovic's backhand slice. It's a shot he's worked on a lot as of late, and he can't lean on it. It's not going to work if he leans on it. It's not It's not a good enough shot, and Medvedev is no longer that susceptible to the backhand slice that a player can really just spam it. Players used to spam it against Medvedev, and it could work. Now I think Djokovic just needs to mix it in, but look for Novak to hit the short slice cross court, bringing Medvedev into the net. Look for him to use the slice backhand to, to move Medvedev inside the court. That way Djokovic can look for a ball to attack on the next ball when Medvedev isn't in great defensive position, and look for him to use it as a a shot that keeps Medvedev's offensive backhand at bay. The slice backhand should be something that Djokovic Djokovic can use, whereas Tsitsipas and Rublev were not quite as comfortable using it, and that could be key. Uh, I would caution Djokovic that he needs to be selective with his backhand drop shot. Medvedev is speedy, and he's crafty when he gets to it. Novak should use the drop shot, of course, but he needs to make sure he does so selectively. I'd also say that Novak needs to make Medvedev hit four hands on the run. That's the, the side that surrenders short balls, and that will be the side that will give Novak opportunities to attack. Of course, Djokovic will use his backhand down the line primarily, to uh to to put Medvedev under pressure on his forehand um, on the run, but also the angle forehand cross court is going to be very very important. Um, I do believe the uh, the slower court conditions should help Djokovic, um, on the return of serve. I think that's going to be key. Medvedev has been getting a lot of great run out of his first serve, and he's hitting bombs. He's hitting it very well. We've seen Medvedev's first serve bother Djokovic, and it's been difficult to read at times for Novak. But uh, the cooler nighttime conditions for this final should help Djokovic um, do a little bit better in the serve-return dynamic. Ultimately, I also expect that Djokovic wins some points with his scrambling, with his defense, forcing Medvedev to generate from the middle of the court with his forehand, and that can be an area where he coaxes errors in key moments out of Daniil Medvedev. With that being said, he probably can't do that point-in-point-out over the course of a best-of-five set match. Look Look for that dynamic in key points when Djokovic really has an opportunity to dig his heels in. Now let's move on to how Daniil Medvedev might win. Uh, I just mentioned the serve-return dynamic and how the cooler conditions will likely help Djokovic get more of his returns in play. With that being said, um, I think that Medvedev will likely um, have an advantage in the serve-return dynamic because I think he's developing into a player who might have the best serve-return combination in the history of the sport when it's all said and done. And that's become... I think more and more clear to me in this tournament, in in back-to-back matches, neutralizing excellent serve plus one players in CT Pass and Rublev, and I believe he will do the same thing to Novak Djokovic, who has been serving fantastically. Uh, all tournament long and has really relied on his serve plus one to shorten points. He's used it to great effect. And I don't see any reason why Medvedev doesn't neutralize Novak's just like he neutralized Rublev's and Tsitsipas's who uh, I don't think Djokovic is superior to those two in the serve plus one department. I don't think so at all. So Medvedev has really impressed me on the return. I think Djokovic gets, gets um, a lot less of an advantage from his serve than he has in previous rounds. And when it comes to uh, the other side of the coin with Medvedev serving, it is possible that he gets some free points and and that he finds some, some short balls out of Djokovic because his serve is that good. He really could get the best of that. Uh, with that being said, I don't think that's been the main reason why Medvedev has has had success against Djokovic in this matchup. I think that that Medvedev more than any other player in the world has tested Novak's cardio and his willingness to suffer. Medvedev is just as consistent as Djokovic. He hits the ball just as deep as Novak Djokovic on his on his trades and He keeps the ball in play and defends and covers the court just as well as Novak. And it's kind of like the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. And sometimes the result is really physically brutal encounters that sometimes Novak is A, either not in good enough shape to really uh, participate in, or B, not motivated enough, doesn't want to suffer. Um enough to, to win and come through in these matches. I think when they met in the ATP Finals, uh, here's what happened in, in the last match between these two. Medvedev and Djokovic played these grueling marathon rallies for seven games in this match. And Djokovic played really well for seven games, but it was on serve. And I think at that point, Novak really decided that he, he couldn't really play that way anymore. And, and started to find look for ways to shorten the points. And it, it didn't work. And Medvedev really ran away with that match from that point on. And I just think that came down to cardio and willingness to suffer. And ultimately, cardio plus consistency plus willingness to suffer. So I would say fitness, technique, mental. Right? Those three things equal shot tolerance. How many balls are you willing to play in a rally before your shot selection suffers? Shot tolerance. Medvedev has been able to beat Djokovic via superior shot tolerance in a lot of their previous meetings. I don't think that Djokovic will have success shortening points against Daniil Medvedev. Uh, Again, I don't think the plus one play will be there for Djokovic, and uh, I think the points will be long. And Medvedev really relishes the chance to outlast Novak in rallies. So this is going to be very interesting. Djokovic has been looking to shorten points at this point in his career. Um, But there appears to be very little chance for him to do that. He's not going to serve his way uh, to shortening points, he's not going to hit his way to it. He's not going to net rush his way to it. He's not going to drop his way into short points. Uh, I just think Daniil has reached what seems to be the highest level of defense, and his depth ensures that he can give himself a chase, a chance to chase down even the most aggressive of ground strokes. Uh, it's also worth worth noting that Medvedev is unlikely to put himself in a position to be counterattacked. Uh, he's unlikely to hit poor down the line shots or poor run around forehands that put himself out of position. That's where Djokovic's slice comes in, his his uh, short slice comes in. Um, but I uh, I I went over that in the um, in the last part. Uh, lastly, I think that Medvedev does seem to have an air of invincibility similar to 2019. Uh, I have seen him tired. I have seen him get tired, but. I've never really seen him tight. I think that could change on Sunday. I think there's a there's a first time for everything, but I've never really seen him tight. I've only really seen him tired. I've also seen him apathetic. I've seen him um, distracted, but I've I've never seen him tight and that bodes well coming into this match and I'm interested to see if we do see nervous Medvedev because I'm not quite sure I've seen that. Uh, so how is he going to handle this moment? I don't know if he'll handle it well, but I will say this. He's got a better chance than any of again, I'll call I'll call them his peers between Tsitsipas and Zverev and Shapovalov, um who else is is his age, I don't know. Um Rublev of all those players, if if someone's going to handle themselves well, if someone's going to handle their nerves, I think it's Daniil Medvedev. All right. Let us get to uh, the pick. As I said, it's just about the toughest pick that I remember ever doing, really, since uh, since doing this YouTube channel. It's, it's so difficult. Uh, before the tournament, I said that I don't think that there's anything between Djokovic and Medvedev tennis-wise. I, I, I look at this matchup, I see it as two of the very best at, at some of the same things. I see them as you know players who really lock horns and don't give up much between each other. And Djokovic has the forehand edge to find that extra offense. Medvedev has the serving edge for him to find that extra offense. So I gave Djokovic the nod based on intangibles, based on mental. But as the tournament progressed, I began to question that. Medvedev was clearly playing at a higher level than Djokovic for the most part. Um, dropping two sets to Filip Krajinovic, notwithstanding, Medvedev was incredibly impressive while Djokovic was kind of reeling through the tournament as he struggled with the oblique injury and the subsequent inconsistency that went with it. But now that Djokovic has seemingly recovered fully and he's improved throughout the tournament, and he had his sharpest performance to date against Aslan Karatsev. I'm kind of in the same spot where I started. And I'm and I'm not quite sure that the tennis uh is going to offer a clear-cut advantage for either one. So uh I still think mental might be the difference. Um and I'll say that I, I would be kind of surprised if Daniil Medvedev is completely immune to this moment uh, on Djokovic's court. Uh, Novak still has these under pressure superpowers, aided by the belief that comes from an 8 0 record in Australia Open Finals. And normally there is at least some kind of learning curve, some kind of learning curve for these guys. And Daniil Medvedev is, I would say, at the end of that learning curve, not at the beginning. I think that, if anything, he's incredibly, incredibly close, Uh, but there there might be a little bit more to go when it comes to experiencing these big moments and trusting aspects of his game that might be a little bit more uncomfortable. I also think the nighttime conditions will be key for a couple things. Djokovic's conditioning and his ability to maintain an acceptable serve return dynamic against Medvedev. If this were the a daytime match, I would pick Daniil Medvedev. I would. Uh, But it's not. With the extra motivation on the table, the extra motivation that comes with a Grand Slam final, I do think that Novak will dig in enough to neutralize some of the shot tolerance discrepancy that we've seen in some of their previous matchups. And his comfort, Djokovic's comfort... Delivering sustained aggression under pressure will shine through. It is the one thing that I would be a little bit nervous about for Daniil Medvedev is when all the chips are down and Djokovic decides to wall up and he's willing to track down those extra balls, is Medvedev's forehand... Or for that matter, his backhand from the back of the court, reliable to create, reliable enough to create instant offense. I question that for Medvedev. I question it a lot less for Djokovic. I think that if Novak really needs to find a way to to hit eight to ten aggressive shots in a row, if that's what it's going to take to break down Daniil Medvedev, I'm a little bit more confident in his ability to do so. I'm picking Novak Djokovic in 5 sets but I will um you know I will just reiterate the caveat 5 sets kind of means that um that I'm not really sure which way it might go. I hope it goes 5 sets because I'm fascinated to see um what Daniil Medvedev can bring to the table in a fifth set and Novak Djokovic for that matter because I do think this match hinges a lot on physical fitness. And the crazy thing is, I don't really know who is more fit at this point. It's kind of hard for me to tell. Um, But with that aside, I am sure of a couple of other things. And that is what is leaning me slightly towards Novak Djokovic's side. Um, follow me on Twitter for coverage throughout the match. The handle to follow is at Gil underscore gross. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Of course, I will have in-depth analysis of this final for you, um, on next week's Monday match analysis. Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe. I'll see you next time.